Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. We are in Luke chapter 13 this evening, Luke chapter 13, a message titled, The Narrow Way. Verse 25, it says, when, when the master of the house has risen up and shut the door, you will begin to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open for us, and he will answer and say to you, I do not know you where you are from. We only have this life to enter the door. And we know that there's a day when that door is going to be shut. You want to be on the right side of the door when that door is shut, don't you? You don't want to be on the outside of the door. You want to be on the inside of the door. And how do you get on the inside of the door? Trust in Jesus. That's the only way. Because there is going to be a day when that door is shut, and that's the day you die, or that's the day when Jesus comes back to judge the whole world at the judgment of the sheep and the goats. There's going to be a day when you will, that door will be shut. And you will no longer have an opportunity to open that door again. I had a get my throat scoped the other day, you know, this cough thing that I have. And so I, we've done everything. We've talked about everything. And I was like, you know, I've never had a throat scope. The doctor's like, oh, you haven't. Well, you, that's true. I should have done that a long time ago. So anyway, I go in to get my, my throat scoped. This, I think it was last Monday. And I'm in the waiting room, you know, like the prep room and everything. They're getting ready to give me my IV. And she's going through my medications. And she's like, did you take this medication? I was like, yeah, I took it two days ago. Oh, well, hang on. So she goes and talks to some people, and they're talking, and then, you know, and she's like, I don't know, I, the, you know, the anesthesiologist has to do some research. I'm like, okay. She's like, we're going to be waiting a little while. And I said, like, okay. I was there early anyway, so. It's like, okay. And then the doctor comes. He's like, you ready to do this? I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, okay, good. And I was like, well, is there a problem? He's like, ah, nah. Such a small risk. Such a small risk. I was like, okay, all right. You know, he's, I was like, how big a risk? He's like, it's, it's, it's hardly worth mentioning. There is a risk because, you, you know, usually this medication should be stopped two weeks ago, but, you know, probably no risk. No risk, I don't think. Then the anesthesiologist comes in, and on his face is a different story. Oh, well, a young person died. You know, I'm like, great. <laughs> you know, and so he's like, you know, it, it, the only thing is, is if, if you were to somehow code and your blood pressure were to drop, we might not be able to bring you back. <laughs> I was like, oh, just that, okay. And he's like, but we've done five you know, procedures like this where people have been under this type of anesthesia this morning and nobody's coded. And he says, like, it's very rare that anybody ever does. And I was like, okay. And so I'm, I, I'm like, whatever, let's go for it. And, by the, by, and the lady was giving me the IV by then, and I was starting to pass out because <laughs> so it hurt so bad. Oh, my gosh, it was horrible. And, and so I'm just like, okay, whatever. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going through the operating room doors, and I'm looking up. I'm like, is this the last thing I'm ever going to see on this earth? You know, is this the door <laughs> that's shutting behind me, you know? I mean, you have those thoughts, right? Because you just don't know. 
You don't know the day or the hour or the moment that you're going to die. And the door shuts on that day, and then there's no opening it, at least not for most people. I mean, you, sure, there's Lazarus, and there's a few other people who got ba- brought back from the dead, which they probably weren't too happy about, but they did, and they had to go another round. But it tells us this in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. And it won't matter their excuses on that day. You know, they died and they're like, wait a minute, you know, wait, I didn't know. Or I, I, I didn't have an opportunity. That, that, there's not going to be any excuses like that. In, in fact, it tells us in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 22, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now there seems to be a common thread through all these statements that Jesus says, and it is that statement, I never knew you. I never knew you. So I don't have a relationship with you. I don't, I don't have a closeness to you. And, and that really begs the question for each of us today, do I know Jesus? Do I have a relationship with him? In fact, Jesus would say in John 17, 3, and this is eternal life. Okay, what's eternal life? Don't we, don't we want to pay attention when Jesus says, and this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This is what Jesus says. That's what eternal life is. To know him. In other words, when I, when I know him, my eternal life starts in that moment. But it seems that I get to know him as the way and the truth and the life as the one who would put my faith in him. The one who would believe in him. Jesus says something similar here in Luke chapter 13 and verse 26. He says, then you will begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. This might sound like, you know, Jesus, hey, we went to Calvary Chapel, we, we listened to your word, we gave to the poor. When those missionaries came, we gave a big gift to send them in the mission field. We helped with the kids. We, we, we saw people healed. We watched those things happen. But it won't work. Verse 27, but, I, but he will say, I tell you, I do not know you from where, where you are from, depart from me all you workers of iniquity. And so there happens to be this this weird connection between knowing him and being saved and not knowing him and living a life of lawlessness or iniquity. Why is it that he calls all these people those who practice lawlessness and those workers of iniquity? And and he says that even though they said, hey, we prophesied in your name, we cast out demons in your name, we did many wonders in your name. And and he says, I don't know you. He he says, "Uh, you're a practicer of iniquity, you're a worker of iniquity. Well, here's the thing, and, and, and this is part of it, this is just one part of it, but part of it is, the Bible tells us that our sins and lawless deeds he will remember no more. Have you noticed that in the Old Testament? Like they do a lot of stupid stuff. Anybody read the Old Testament and like noticed that there's a lot of boneheads in, in the Old Testament? You know, Abraham, hey, tell him you're my sister. 
You know, I mean, David kills, Uriah has an affair with his wife. I mean, these things that are troubling, it's like, wow, what, where, what is going on here? What's with these people that are doing these things? And yet, when you read the New Testament, where does it talk about Abraham's dumb decisions or David's dumb decisions in the New Testament? Do we see those things written? No. Why? Because our sins and lost seeds, he remembers no more. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. And he puts his righteousness on us. Not, not just are we positionally, not does, just does, does he, he give us an imputed righteousness that before the Father, now we are clean, but it also, as, he enters in, as we enter into a relationship with him, there is no way that you can enter into the presence of Jesus Christ and, and walk into a relationship with him and not be radically changed. Not, not know that your sins have been forgiven you and the, the, the pressure has been taken off and that, that you are no longer this slave to sin and slave to the devil, but that you've been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ and you are transformed. And as you spend time with him and the closer you get to him, the, the song comes true, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow stray, strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And that's what happens as we pass from grace to greater grace as we walk with him and as we have a relationship with him. Jesus changes who we are. He, he tells these people, I don't know who you are, you workers of iniquity. And what is it that God wants us to do? What work is it that we must do? And you, maybe you remember, you know, and maybe these are the same people that say, we ate and drank in your presence, those people who sat on the grassy field while he fed 5,000 people with the few loaves and fishes as he multiplied them in his hands. And, and his disciples went out and distributed it to the groups of 50s and 100s that are sitting down on the field, and, and everybody ate, and they pulled back 12 baskets full. And, and then they went on the sea, and they crossed the sea, and all these people followed. And as they followed, they came to Jesus, these same people, and they had a question for him. And this is what they said in John chapter 6, verse 28. And they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. In other words, not just believe that he existed. I mean, the demons believe that Jesus exists, and they tremble, right? This isn't just believing that Jesus was a person who lived 2,000 years ago. And it isn't believing arbitrary things about Jesus that the cults come up with that aren't true. What this means is to believe in him is to put your trust in him. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.